0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Walk to Life. Thank you for tuning in to another episode today. um uh, We will be covering stress, but before we start to um cover that, I just wanted to say a massive thank you to everyone that has tuned in over the last week um and all the feedback that we got from it as well
1: yeah, thank you guys um uh, means a lot and keep spreading the word because you don't know who it might help or who it might inspire definitely so yeah thank you for all the amazing feedback so now what we'll be discussing today is stress the silent killer so all of us at some point in our life has experienced stress but i feel we still don't fully understand the effects it has on us because we can't see it and also how to go about dealing with stress or advising or helping others who are dealing with stress. So stress is a feeling of being under too much mental or emotional pressure. It's your body's reaction to a trigger and is generally a short term experience. Now, the one thing I want to clear up is a lot of people get confused between stress and anxiety. Stress is a response to a threat in any given situation, whereas anxiety, on the other hand, is a sustained mental health disorder, which can be triggered by stress. So stress in itself leads to a feeling of inadequacy, isolation and powerlessness. Now, I know, Kieran you went through some of the stats uh, in regards to stress in yeah. the UK.
0: Yeah, um, I got these figures from a research that was done in 2018 by the Mental Health, Health Foundation. So in the past year, 74% of people have felt so stressed they have been overwhelmed or unable to cope and 46% reported that they ate too much or ate unhealthily due to the stress 29% reported that they started drinking or increased their drinking 16% reported that they had started smoking or increased their smoking sadly 16% had self-harmed and 32% said that they had suicidal thoughts and feelings um, the mental health uh, health foundation director Isabella Goldie said that millions of us around the UK are experiencing high levels of stress, and is damaging our health. Stress has is one of the great public health challenges of our time, but it still isn't being taken as seriously as physical health concerns. She also mentioned that stress is a significant factor in mental mental health problems including anxiety and depression and it is also linked to physical health problems like heart disease problems with our immune system insomnia and digestive problems now these figures and these statistics have been pulled out from the UK and we all know that stress itself is a worldwide issue
1: yeah I mean it's it's just Scary looking at those stats Mm. because it seems like stress isn't being taken seriously. And I think one thing that we've never really actually taught from a young age because we're just told to accept stress as a normal part of life is the effects it has on our body because we can't see what it does inside of us. And that's what I want to cover, the science behind the effects of stress. Now, the autonomic nervous system is made of the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. So the sympathetic nervous system is actually in charge of the fight or flight response. And that's what takes you into the survival mode. And when you are triggered by stress, that means that you will have rapid heart rate as well as rapid breathing, increased blood pressure. And then as a result of this, the blood flows out of the major organs and into the muscles to respond to this threat outside of you now to counter stress we want to get into the parasympathetic nervous system which is the rest and digest which is where you feel relaxed and this is when you have steady heart rate and a steady breathing rate decreased blood pressure and then the blood flows to all the major organs so why am i mentioning this is because I want everyone to get an understanding of how stress from outside of us, what we perceive then ends up being something that's flowing through our body, our blood. So science has shown how positive or negative thoughts affect your biology. Stress in itself causes erratic blood flow, creating pressure on the blood cells. Hence why people that suffer from stress have high blood pressure. So the important thing to know about this is the mind, body, and environment are in a state of dynamic interaction. So just imagine them involved in this dynamic dance. And what that means is that your organs cannot see what's going on outside, outside of you. The only way the inside of your body can react or respond to its environment is by the thought you're creating. And this is when they assess it based on your perception. And the brain then sends a message to the whole body. In the form of a hormone. So it's up, actually up to us to be able to manage this interaction. To create optimum state of efficiency. This is the whole essence of well-being. So mind interpretates life. And then releases that into the blood as chemical composition. So as I change my thoughts. I can change the chemical composition. Now I want to talk about two parts in the brain that are very important. The first one is the hypothalamus which is a command center, and it tries to keep the body in a state of homeostasis. And what homeostasis means is balance. So when stress comes in, it tells the hypothalamus to create a stimulating hormone. This is where a thought and emotion begins to become a thing which is now flowing through your body. So this is the power of perception that I'm talking about here. And then you've got the amygdala, which I mentioned in the episode of fear. So... We are predisposed to focus on the negative experiences due to our conditioning from a young age. So the reason the amygdala is extra vigilant is due to the fact that in the wild, we actually don't have any hard shell or claws to protect us. So it needs to be alert all the time. But the thing is, we don't live in the wild anymore. And we don't need to be in a constant state of survival And remember, when the amygdala is running the show, it makes us fear-based in whatever we do. Now, it's not to say that the fight-or-flight response isn't great to have. Yeah, it's great to have in a short period of time. But what you need to realize is, is that if it's constantly being triggered, then it's using the most resources of the body. And usually, when we leave it in a, place where we're just constantly triggered and we're acting from the fight or flight then we've left the gates wide open and we allow this to be the normal state to actually live in now the stress hormone known as cortisol is something that we actually need to be able to turn off so usually this comes to peak levels in the morning when we're getting ready for work thinking of the day ahead and commuting However, it should come down and lower itself as the day progresses. But the thing is, it's shown in studies that those that are unable to turn them off in the evening, even when they get home, actually open themselves up to a lot of illnesses. And that's both physical and mental illnesses. So just to actually outline what the stress hormone can do to your body when you have a stressful reaction to the external world is that Usually when a transplant occurs with organs, they inject stress hormones to the recipient in order to shut down their immune system in order for the body to remove the previous organ and not to reject the foreign organ. So just imagine the fact is that they inject you with cortisol to shut your body down so they can replace an organ. So now imagine what happens when you are actually creating this stress hormone yourself in regards to what you're perceiving now now Kieran you were going to go into the effects of stress on the physical body and health
0: yeah um, so in terms of effects it's quite surprising how many different types and how many different ways it can actually affect you and how serious stress is um, in terms of the muscles it it causes pain tightness spasms because what stress does it lowers your pain threshold as well and in terms of your heart and your chest there's an increase in in you potentially having a heart disease a stroke or high blood pressure asthma chest tightness and even heart palpitations um with the skin and the hair You can have hives, breakouts, uh, eczema, excessive sweating, uh, and even hair loss as well. Now, stress also affects the digestive system. And you can, as a result of that, you can have IBS, uh, acid reflux, constipation, diarrhea. Um, And in general, it lowers the, the immune system and it also as we briefly touched upon before have can cause um men increase or cause mental health issues such as depression anxiety and we already know that look talking about the statistics before how high stress if like how many people it affects and when it comes to mental health illnesses one in four people are infected by that as well um and as well as effects on your body there are emotional effects as well um of stress which can be your memory your concentration a lack of sleeping you constantly feeling overwhelmed um suffering from anger uh, irritability making bad decisions and just being unfocused and i just want to briefly talk about a, a certain period of my life where um, I was working in a different uh, field and I had to take a month off of work due to stress and the effects it had on me I didn't realise it at that point um, but now talking about it uh, I, like, I probably have had like experienced most of the effects that I just actually talked about now I had tightness in my neck, my back I couldn't move um, as much because of that tightness uh, spasms Um, I had IBS as well as like my skin and um, being at its worst because of eczema and we don't realise it but the effects of it is really bad
1: yeah so it's quite shocking that something that we all feel in our life is something that can actually have such a major impact on our health now, understand the current lifestyle we live is very fast-paced. You know, with the technological development has come the speeding up of life. However, we are in possession of a powerful tool to overcome that. And that is the mind. Yes, the same thing that creates it can also cure it. And it all comes down to changing our perception. Now, Albert Einstein said it himself. It's harder to crack a prejudice than an atom. What that means is the prejudice is It comes from a certain thought process, a perception. But just because it's harder, it doesn't mean that it's not possible. So in most cases, we actually suffer more often due to our imagination than the reality at hand. So we let the stress take us away into this imaginative world where we're foreseeing what we think is going to happen in the future based on something that's happened in the past. But remember, where your attention goes, your energy follows. So the question is, what are you investing your attention in? So think of it. Your thoughts are the only currency that is of the most value in this world and is directly linked to your well-being. So how are you perceiving these external situations that are causing you stress? That's what we want to get down to. Because stress in itself narrows the focus, eliminating possibility and life. It's the concentration of the mind on all that is negative at that point of time. So the stress you created and manifested from the inside is actually the same place peace, joy, happiness can manifest as well. You think that the stress is coming from the outside, but it's actually coming from the inside due to your perception to that certain situation. So if you look at CBT, when you go to therapy, they provide you with tools to change your perception whether it's you going in for anger depression it all comes down to how are you perceiving that reality because i can look at a certain situation as well as someone else and they're going to have a complete different perception so then the other thing i want to discuss is how we have positive stress and negative stress so that in itself shows how perception can change the way you react to stress because a positive stress is known as someone if they're buying a house or they have a job promotion you know, but their perception of that situation now is creating a different reaction internally as opposed to a negative stressors where someone leaves you or someone passes away in your family Now, nature in itself around us presents us to stress every living species undergoes stress it's just a way of life and the two great examples i want to give is one of the butterfly which when it's coming out of the cocoon you might think at that time oh i can help it out let me help it by cutting it and just helping the butterfly come out of the cocoon but what happens is when you cut that cocoon the butterfly actually falls out and dies why is that because it needed to use its wings ...against the stress of the cocoon to build the strength to break free. So its transformation occurs after it overcomes the stress and builds strength from it, grows from it. The same as when a chick is trying to hatch from an egg. If you interfere and help a chick trying to hatch from an egg it might pass away afterwards because it's not actually developed time to strengthen its legs by pushing against the shell. So here we have an example of even in nature, in order to grow, in order to live and come to life, we have people overcoming stress. It's the same as when a woman gives birth to a child. As Swami Rama in India used to say that, A woman, when she gives birth to a child, goes to the realms of death. That isn't something that most people can actually experience or undergo in life. But that's something she overcomes. And then as a result, gives birth to a child. So this all comes down to freedom, actually. And, you know, we talk about freedom a lot. But we've got this idea that freedom comes from outside of us when it actually comes inside of us with the stuff that's limiting us that that's what we need to break free from. So the stress is actually in life showing you where you're not free, like the butterfly, like the chick. So it's showing it where it's not free and it needs to break out of that. It needs to grow. But when you carry stress within you, it creates a resistance within our energy field. It's the reason why a polygraph works. So that's why stress management is about you being able to manage yourself. Because how else can you manage anything else in life? It means taking ownership and responsibility over your reactions. Lowering your expectations on the external world. Giving up the expectation means being in a position to not let the external affect you. Stress isn't meant to break you, but it's meant to make you. So if you change the mentality that stress isn't something you're suffering from, But it's there that's going to allow you to grow. Now it starts having a different effect in your life. Remember because everything that you're presented with in life. Is a chance. For you to transform and grow. But the thing is like. We were saying before I mentioned briefly. Stress in itself has become an addiction. And when something becomes an addiction, what do you do? You need to change the habit. So we've got to the point now that we look around and we think stress is a normal part of my life, that I'm suffering from stress, my friend is suffering from stress, that this is something that I should just feel and I should just run with it. And then as a result, we suffer physically, mentally, and it just seems like we're accepting the wrong things to be normal. We're just not taking it as seriously. You know, if you just want to imagine stress being like this heavy raincoat that you're wearing. And it's very wet. It's weighing you down. And you carry this around. You don't like it. You want to take it off. You want to know how to be able to take it off. And you see someone else wearing the same coat and you think it's normal. But then when you see someone, just one person not wearing that coat, you condemn them. Rather than trying to understand what is it that they're doing in their life. What can I adopt You know, we go with the norm. We conform too easily. And then the alarming thing is that when we have families, we take that stress and we take that home. We don't just let it go. We take it home and then kids, siblings, they see the same and mimic the same thinking that stress is a normal part of life. That's why we should be so careful about the words and language we're using around people. You know, the mere fact you're saying I'm stressful even around A child it has such a massive impact on them because then they start to think that's normal and that's something I should be saying at that age as well and we're part of nature as much as you want to deny it or have a different theory on it we're part of nature and when you look at nature and you look at wild animals when their hormone stress are triggered they flee but once they've fled they come to a state of balance very quickly However, we're constantly acting from this state of stress And an organism cannot thrive or survive for a long period under those circumstances It just isn't possible You know, in the wild, it was perfectly fine saber tooth tigers chasing us We need full resources of our sympathetic nervous system to flee that situation But now, when we're thinking about work, we're thinking about mortgages, we're thinking about debt We're constantly just acting from that sympathetic nervous system And we are actually the only ones that have the power to change that. We give our power away too easily thinking someone outside of me is going to help me. But you are strong. How can you not be? You know, how much trust you have in yourself to not already realize look how much you have already survived. That if you can change your perception this too is something you can overcome. And People think that having these stresses in their life gives them value. You know, they think being in a state of survival is living life. That's not, it doesn't make you stronger. It actually makes you weaker. So just like when a physical pain occurs, we're very quick to Google it or run to the doctors. We need to give the same awareness to our thoughts. You know, the resistance that we're feeling within us, like I mentioned in our biology, the chemical composition, is what causes the illness. Look at the word disease. It is dis-ease when you're in a state of unease that you get these illnesses. It's a sign of you not being comfortable. So then you carry that around in your chemistry and that heaviness is causing you damage and we already know it affects your pH levels. It creates this acidic environment within you. So. Remember, well-being isn't something that occurs in the background. But it's about bringing awareness to everything you do. Not just the food you eat, but the thoughts you create. Because if you're going to the gym for an hour, but then the rest of the day you're just thinking negative thoughts, then where's the well-being? There's no well-being there. And we have, and it's great that we've become more focused on a nutritional health diet, but we need to become more focused on a mental diet. As these thoughts are what you're carrying within you. And they can either be the nourishing type or the toxic type. And then that's where one thing I've learned in my travels and Eastern philosophy. Spirituality in essence comes down to how much you can let go of. And how well you can let go of things. That's the whole idea of even Zen. You know, the whole process of meditation is subtraction, we're not adding more things to our life, we're letting go of things. We're letting go of all that doesn't serve us. And that's how you feel peace. When you let go of these thoughts, these stressful situations, it brings you to the present moment and that in itself will comfort you. And then trust and surrender. If you're operating from survival mode, then you're not going to trust and surrender. Because you're always going to think that something's out there to get you. Something's going to happen that's against you. Or even what's happening is against you. But if you trust and surrender, it's the opposite of the stress emotion. And it allows you to feel more whole. Your organs then start to function at optimum level. And as I mentioned to you like before, it's a question of how much trust you have in yourself. That when a situation's occurring, have that faith that I can overcome this. And then you will, without a shadow of a doubt. The stress obviously comes down to your mind wanting to figure things out. However, like I mentioned, if you surrender, you, need to, you come to this sense of realization that life is uncertain. You know, there is no permanence in this life. And that's not a negative thing. That's what's beautiful about it, if we make the most of every moment. Once you accept that and surrender, there's nothing to figure out in life. All obstacles come tumbling down. And it's amazing that we care a lot about our roles and being efficient in a company. It's amazing. I've seen people do some amazing stuff with people I've worked with as well. But we also need to consider the community and the employees within us. We are a company in itself as well. And we owe it to ourselves to be efficient in our being To then be able to be efficient to the world And one thing I always like to think about Is how a child responds To a stressful situation as opposed to an adult So now if a child went and touched something that was hot Or they fell down They'd feel hurt, they'd cry But they'd get up The child would learn That I'm not going to touch that hot thing anymore Because it's going to hurt me So a child perceives these situations as something that's allowing them to learn something new. But what happens then is that a child automatically defaults to a state of joy and bliss. Why is that? Compared to an adult, the child actually already accepts that their natural state is one of joy and bliss. Whereas as adults, we think we've grown up and we've matured, but we've actually forgotten that our normal state is meant to be of joy and bliss a stressful situation occurs for us and we think that's the state i should be operating from now i know kieran you wanted to discuss some tools and how you can overcome stress
0: yeah um in my experience as well um it's like these tools have helped me um walking in nature um to help feel grounded, or even in warmer climates, uh, taking your shoes off and you know, and actually you know, barefoot walking in nature on the on the sand or you know the grass can help you feel so much more grounded. And um, studies have shown that it helps relieve muscle muscle tension, headaches, uh, boost the immune system, and decreases the stress and it helps bring back ourselves into ourselves and this is what we are a part of the nature i've also in my experience have noticed um by spending quality time with animals especially my cats and even just observing them can remind you the most basic and essential truths even unplugging devices especially an hour before going to sleep a lot of us um our external pressures come from what is expected through us on the other side of the phone or comparing ourselves to others um and by doing this it it can calm your nerves uh, and help you you know have an easier time falling asleep um and one of the other things that that i found really effective as well is just before going to bed or you know first thing in the morning just to get your day started right or you know ending your day on a on a positive note is having a shower and a bath and you know imagining who has the water is you know you're pouring the water on yourself you are washing away the stress and the worries that you've experienced earlier on or um on your previous day and that can be quite relaxing as well and you know, as my brother has mentioned earlier... The effects and the stress and even what I've mentioned as well... um, What it can do the to a person and the effects it has is quite immense. Uh, and a lot of people of us... When we get stressed, we accept it and we acknowledge it. Um. However, not many of us know how to deal with it... Or how to ease this and get rid of it. And I just wanted to say that if any of you guys know someone... You care about that you may think is going under stress or even yourself um just approach them you know it's it's very hard for people to to divide themselves from that stress, even though it doesn't belong to us, and even approaching them, whether it's your family, your friends, or your colleagues, just having a simple chat and you know reminding them that it's okay to get things off of their chest, and that could be a beginning um to get them on the path to help themselves and just even us ourselves as individuals just remember that we are so much more than what is causing us to feel stressed in that moment and everything that we are going through in life makes us stronger and just relying on yourself to be there for yourself more than anyone or anything is key
1: yeah, thank you for that Kieran. I just want to add a couple of things on what we can do when we're faced with stress or how you want to change these habits. The first main and most important thing I want to say is approach yourself with compassion. Now don't accept to overcome stress or change your habit in one day. It requires effort and practice and at times we're going to default to our standard program and our responses. but. It's fine, you know, as long as you're kind of gaining control of your awareness and you're looking to analyze what your current tranquilizers are and replace them with long term remedies, then we can break the habit. Then we can change the way we think and react to the external world. The other thing I want to touch on is mental diet that I mentioned before. Really make a list of things That you consume By your senses You know like So we've already got the nutritional diet Which everyone's very aware of But really think about what you're listening to Reading to And what language you're engaged in I don't mean English, French, Italian I mean is it the language Of love, sadness Gratitude Anger Really look at the words you choose To put out there because they affect you as well and make a list of the things you watch the things you read and listen to and really ask yourself is this something that's allowing me to feel in a state of balance or is it going to cause me more uh, a sense of feeling agitation and changing perception so we're trying to gain awareness of our thoughts and Nietzsche, a great philosopher, German philosopher, said himself that there are no facts, only interpretations. So two people, as I mentioned, can view a situation and have different perceptions. So really start to become aware of the thoughts that are being presented to you them, to you. So it's like if you're sitting in a cinema or watching TV and something really bad comes on, you're going to get up and walk out or you're going to change the channel. That's the same power we want to gain over our thoughts and we can do that with regular practice. And now if say your situation is just stressful in itself, like there's nothing there allowing you to grow, you know, where it's an abusive partner or, you know, It's just a situation where you need to make barriers Then do so Because you making those barriers Are actually helping your growth as well Because you have a choice to not suffer that stress Especially if there's no growth allowed there So just step away from those kind of people Distance yourself Make barriers Create fences But don't do that in all situations Really first try to assess What can I learn from this And Slowing down You know, when's the last time you did nothing? You know, I actually mean doing nothing. Because we always feel we need to be doing something. Otherwise, we're not adding any value to our life. But when's the last time you did nothing? When you got to a point of subtraction. And slowing down doesn't mean distractions. You know, fast-paced lives only lead to fast-paced death. But what are you doing to bring yourself into a state of balance? Do you take time to self-reflect? Do you let go of stuff or do you carry them within you? You know, taking a step back from everything allows you to have a clearer picture of what's going on. It allows you to realize what's not worth carrying. You know, that stress, this isn't worth it. So really start to, as Kira mentioned, plug off the devices. Start to withdraw your senses. You know, you can only fully rest if you withdraw your senses. It means then at that point of time, facing yourself. A lot of the time when we're replacing other activities, we're again running away from ourselves. We're running away from the opportunity to learn something about ourselves. And true wisdom lays in you learning more about yourself, not the life outside of you. So as Kira mentioned, yeah, get away from the phone. You know, it seems that that's the only window we're using to look out into life. when you lower that phone the whole world opens up I can say that for myself when I was in certain places in India where I didn't have connection or you couldn't use your phone how free and liberated I felt how much more I was paying attention to things going around me and also my own thoughts as well and please please don't tell me that your mindfulness app is on your phone because the truth is these apps are what well, are causing these problems. So another <laughs> app is not going to solve that problem. Because you, you have full access to the highest technology, which is your body and mind. It knows how to heal. You know, it, by nature, your body and mind knows how to heal. If you just know how to navigate it, how to tap into it. So use it. It's there to work for you, not against you. And the gym. Now, I know a lot of people gravitate towards this as I did myself as well. But this is not you slowing down. This is you exhausting yourself. It doesn't relax your muscles. You know, it triggers the heart to pump more blood. Which does not increase overall circulation. So, 80% of the cardiac output ends up feeding major muscles. Which means the other organs and tissue get by on less fresh blood. So, get in the routine of not replacing de-stressing with an activity but actually slowing yourself down by making space to minimize the demands of life at that time and then breath i'm going to do a whole separate podcast because you can talk about breath for an hour right but eastern philosophy is full of texts outlining the importance of breath being linked to our well-being and now science is actually catching up science is actually going oh there's some relevance here and it clearly shows that breath is connected to the brain and central nervous system. And the nerve that's actually in charge of the shift from the sympathetic nervous system to the parasympathetic nervous system is called the vagus nerve. So remember, we want to be able to switch off from the sympathetic nervous system to the parasympathetic nervous system. And the vagus nerve starts at the cranium of our brain. And it goes to all our major organs. And guess how it gets activated? The moment you take a long exhale, the vagus nerve sends a message to the whole body and organs to relax and slow down just by a long exhale. And one thing I learned on my travels is that our exhales currently aren't as long as they should be. We actually don't breathe correctly. I'm just going to say that straight and I will do a separate episode on breath, but our exhales are too short, and as a result, we store toxins, carbon dioxide, and we allow, don't allow ourselves to be relaxed. But try it yourself. Inhale for 4 seconds, and exhale for 8. And see how that affects you, and how that makes you feel. If 4, 8 is too much, then inhale for 3, exhale for 6, or if you want to try, inhale for 5, exhale for 10. It's why they say a sigh of relief. When you let that sigh out, that long exhale, it automatically sends a message to your brain to slow down. So when you're in these difficult situations, you can already bypass the perception by sending a message to your brain to say, calm down, let's relax now. And it doesn't go without saying that meditation and yoga, and by yoga I mean the asana practice of postures, These increase the gaps in your thoughts. So remember, stress is a bundle of thoughts. And we want to create gaps of awareness in those thoughts. And I know a lot of people will be like, no, I tried meditation, it's not for me. You know, maybe it's not. No, meditation is for everyone. You know, but we living in this day and age think that we should have an instant fix. But your well-being isn't going to, come from an instant fix it's going to come from practice discipline really working on yourself that's how everything heals in life and nature as well so you know don't say that yeah i know meditation it's not for me it's like you saying yeah i know what a vacation is but i've been to an airport or like <laughs> or i i know what a hospital is but i'm just going to bleed like it's not for me it's cool like try it really set time for yourself an appointment with yourself to practice it every day. And yeah, when you begin, thoughts are going to be there. It's going to happen. But the more regularly you practice it, you can actually come to a state where there's no thoughts.
0: I actually can speak from experience of that. You know, like uh, I never used to meditate that much before. And once I've learned the correct techniques and, you know, there's different types of techniques, but like even just breathing, like you said, you know, breathing out for, breathing in for four And, you know, just really pacing yourself Can have an immense effect on you
1: Yeah, I mean, it calms and balances the nervous system It aids in the blood pressure management You know, there's different breathing techniques That can lower your blood pressure So you don't need to actually default to pharmaceutical drugs mm-hmm. Which are going to have side effects Whereas your breath isn't going to have a side effect It's there. It's a beautiful tool for free that's been given to us, but we've made nothing but a background noise. And, yeah, I mean, these are basically all the steps we've discussed. Um, What I will say is really try to make use of these steps, sit down and make a routine. But if you ignore these steps or you make excuses, then you're just giving oxygen to that victim mentality, you know. You really need to kind of step away from these old habits and patterns of thinking. And I know it takes work and it feels uncomfortable. But like I mentioned in the last podcast, growing and evolving is about being uncomfortable. If the caterpillar didn't want to become the butterfly, it wouldn't go through that transformation stage. It's not comfortable for it. It's uncomfortable. And that's how you grow in life so if you guys still have any more questions uh you want to know more about stress then definitely don't hesitate to send us a message ask us anything and yeah just spread the message share with anyone that you think it might help out definitely so guys thanks for listening to another episode of walk to life hope you guys have a great day and please join us again same time next week For another episode. Thank you. Take care. Bye.